Episode number five, my brush with death, Dr. Death. While I was at undergrad at ACU, I remember talking to a fellow student and I'd asked him, what are you interested in? And he had said neurosurgery. I was like, are you crazy? And in reality, every neurosurgeon you run into is a little crazy. Whether we're crazy before we get started or if the specialty makes us crazy. The Dr. Death podcast has made Christopher Dunce, the leader of the crazy neurosurgery pack, And I dodged that bullet. I honestly did. I actually did a rotation at UT Memphis. And I felt sorry for the residents because all the residents above and below him in training were great surgeons. They were awesome surgeons. Awesome. I actually kept a blog on the internet back during med school in the start of residency. And to show that I'm just not saying this for this podcast, I have an entry on September 29th, 2007 regarding my rotation at Memphis. It was titled Memphis Team. And I'll read it here for y'all. I really have enjoyed all the residents that I've met so far here at Memphis. I was telling Brian last night, I don't know if it is the UT Memphis logo they have on their sleeve, on their white jackets that reminds me so much of athletic letter jackets, but every morning when I'm rounding with all the guys, I feel the same type of confident energy from the group that I used to get from the top male athletes at Cooper High School. How can I put it? When we used to play the top schools in any sport, you could feel the energy from them when they stepped out on the court or field. The whole team was good. They got their job done and everyone looked good. Even their weakest player could outshine most. That is exactly how I feel about these guys. They have done that down to earth personality or they have that down to earth personality, but they are good. They are good in the OR, and they are good at managing patients. All of them are. And there aren't any ball hogs either. They all operate well at their level and are willing to step aside and show the more juniors on the team how to operate even better. Plus, they feed me. They have asked me out to lunch with them on both Thursdays and Friday. And I got to go to the journal club Thursday night which was at a very fancy restaurant. They sure do eat like athletes. I told them if I can't fit into my interview suit after rotating through here with as much barbecue that we eat, I'm going to blame them all. Yeah, I really like Memphis. They pass me the ball often in the OR and they never criticize my techniques either. 
They show me how to be more fancy and to look better. Even one told me, you're not going to start wearing the surgeon cap, not the one that looks like you serve in the cafeteria. He was like, we men can get away with that. But you being a female, you don't want someone walking in your OR to mistake you as a nurse. With this cap, you will be the one they know who is in charge. And as I hang out more and more with these guys, I can tell their confidence is rubbing off on me. And my own confidence in myself and my specialty choice I have decided to pursue has improved. I no longer have any doubts in my abilities. It's how well I can do them. And that is what rotating through Memphis has taught me so far. That year, Memphis had four of their own medical students apply for a residency. They ended up taking one of their own, as well as an applicant from Emory. During my rotation at Memphis, I really didn't interact with Christopher Dunce very often. I only saw him during journal club or grand rounds. I do remember he actually made a presentation to grand rounds while I was there. I remember it more, not due to his presentation, but we had to all get in a car, all the residents from the hospital. And when we were traveling for the Grand Rounds presentation, we actually saw one of the patients rerouted on that morning on the street in, in Memphis, two to three blocks from the hospital, in their hospital gown with their backside showing to everybody who could see. And we all thought that was hilarious, but we didn't have time to get them in the car and take them back to the hospital. But we pulled over and we told them, hey, you need to get back to the hospital. You're not supposed to be this far out. And we just thought that was hilarious. I was supposed to be at UT Memphis for four weeks, but I ended my stay a few days short, traveling back to Dallas before I flew out to Richmond, Virginia for my first neurosurgery interview. At first I was disappointed that I couldn't stay longer and I contemplated keeping some of my scrubs knowing that I would rank them very highly Oddly enough, their scrubs were different colors for different sizes. And mine were a series of blue and green. However, deep in my gut, I felt that I wasn't going to be at Memphis. That God had somewhere else for me to go. And at that time, I didn't know why. But looking back, I now do. As an intern, Dr. Death would have been my chief resident. And to be honest with you, I don't know if having someone like that over me, I would have kept in the program and remained a neurosurgeon. And if I did, I don't know if I'd be the same person as I am now. Because at Virginia Commonwealth University, I had great faculty that trained me 
and molded me into the person I've become. So when some doors shut, bigger doors open. So the Dr. Death podcast came out about a little over 10 years, maybe 11 years after my door was shut. But it answered questions for me and it helped bring closure why it was shut at that time. So my food for thought is there's a time where we need to control things and there's a time where we need to let God control it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed.